Welcome to another um, Tremors podcast. I'm joined by Truvo Shea and Nima Headmark, and I am your host, Abby Headmark. Today we're going to be talking about Sadhana. Um, this was Nima's idea, so I'm going to let him kick it off. Um, Come closer. <clears throat> I was just, I, I, was, I was thinking about the... Um, how you individualize your sadhana. How you take the basic principles of sadhana, concept of sadhana, uh, and how you make that yours, how you own that. Hmm. You know? How do you own that? Can you can you um tell tell us what kinda like basically what sadhana means and and in in context of our tradition, what kind of things that includes? Or what's the basis of that thing? Well, sadhana is, is part of bhakti, the bhakti yoga tradition, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But I suppose it could be in any yoga process, it would be mm-hmm. sadhana, which mm-hmm. is the, the um, would you say the mechanical? Not necessarily. I think, I think as what far as definition? I know, sadhana means like daily practice. practice. Daily attention, daily practicing of something. So, you know, if you're uh, learning music, then your sadhana would, your be, sadhana would be a certain or... amount of hours a day that you're practicing and a certain sequence of things that you practice and that's your sadhana. And, right. Right. Um, so within the context of our tradition, generally speaking, would be hearing, chanting. Uh, it would be like worshipping the deity, mm-hmm. reading scripture, mm-hmm. chanting mantra mm-hmm. would be generally what people would classify sadhana. Mm. and uh, you could expand that in many different ways if you just look at the eight limbs of bhakti and you're practicing practice them nine nine sorry. nine limbs nine limbs of bhakti <laughs> eight of yoga nine of nine bhakti. bhakti see this is why I don't like technicalities yeah um, but if you just you look at any of those and you can make that a sadhana mm-hmm Right? You could practice that. Well, give me an example. Well, like remembering Krishna. Mm-hmm. You could make that a practice. Mm-hmm. Right? And you could make a simple, you could make simple things. Like when, uh, like for example, in my own case, I see Govardhan when I see Mount Warning. Mm-hmm. And I make a mental note to always say Jai Giraj when I see Mount Warning. Mm. That's a sadhana for me. Right. Smart and sadhana. It's a smart... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're remembering. In, in South India, they call it gadyam. They, they don't use the word smartam so, as much. They use gadyam. And uh, there might be certain individuals or people that I, I meet or that are in the community that remind me of 
various characters. Mm-hmm. So I make it a practice to acknowledge mm. that personality when I see that person. Right. That's a sadhana. What would be the goal of that particular... Well, it, it means that you're in constant meditation. You're practicing meditation. Mm-hmm. You're pra- practicing being absorbed in Krishna, actually. And, um, and so... It's it's like those if you if you practice that then they become reminders right so like I get reminded of Govardhan by seeing Mount Warning mm-hmm. and you could do that for anything you could think of what whatever you want to be meditating on you could attach that to something that will remind you right and that becomes a sadhana right like um, that's what, a little bit unusual in terms of what we tend to hear as a traditional <laughs> sadhana that makes me think about um one of the ways to start having lucid dreams is to uh, look at your right hand, the palm of your right hand, as frequently through the day as possible so that you're familiar with the lines of your lines hand, of your hand and, and, the, and the whatever and tell yourself, I'm dreaming, right? If you do this enough, when you dream, you might remember to look at your right hand. And when you look at your right hand in a dream, it's going to be different because it's... The, your physical body is never nothing's ever quite the same as in real life so when you look at your hand in a dream and you say I'm dreaming you'll actually go oh I am dreaming like in Deception that they have the spinning top Inception mm-hmm. Inception sorry Inception, yeah. that's right Inception they had the, each person had a particular thing that they used mm. to try to make sure they could tell the difference between the dream state and the waking state so th- this attaching something like that just reminded me of that Mm. Um, and that's used for lucid dreaming practice. Um, it's pretty trippy when it does when you do find it, and it's pretty cool. Mm. Um, so that becomes a sadhana. sadhana. Yeah, you know that's so you can you could you could you could really look at any of those things. Now there's the there's the traditional sadhanas mm-hmm. and how they traditionally do them. Mm-hmm. Like traditionally, you would wake up at Brahmamuhurta. Mm. Because that time before the sunrise is when your mind is supposed to be the most peaceful. It's sattva, right? That time is sattva. That muhurta is the most peaceful, where your mind is the most peaceful. Mm. Prabhupada really emphasized meditating at that time. But it is also important to note, for some people, they may find that very difficult at that time. And they might actually be more suited to the night to the night like because there's morning people there are like Jyoti should t- to describes this in principle people who do who practice sudden at night people who practice sudden in the morning the general rule is the Brahma Mahorta is best and especially to get city perfection of what you're, you're doing say to, if you want city mastery then you, you, <clears throat> then you want to do it in the Brahma Mahorta before the sun rises hmm. but so that's a traditional approach right um, but you could look at the principles of that and try to Make it work for your life, right? Because you started this with the individualization yeah. idea of individualizing your sadhana, and and um, and I and I think that's interesting because you know, in, as a devotee, we typically have a few things that devotees like doing, but there's always those oddballs who like doing something a little bit different, and and oftentimes that's not viewed as being equal or important, but I think it's really important that people understand that. Um, People find remembering Krishna in different ways more suitable for themselves. So whatever they're doing that helps them remember Krishna, you might not understand. 
but they do. So you shouldn't criticize. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It comes from maturity. You can begin to see that as you mature mm. in, in your in your practice. You begin to see that. Well, this is how I've noticed it: is that I realize I've changed so much in just in a couple of years or in five years, and I realize that I can very easily be misjudged. People may may see me, my activities, and compare it to a you know. A, fundamental kind of practice and uh, and um, fundamental practice yeah fundamental practice and see okay he's not operating in that way um, therefore he must be broken yeah it's mm. a good way of putting it he must be broken but I know I'm not broken. In fact, right. I'm advanced. Like an every, you know, every person knows where they're at. You know if, if you're going forwards or backwards, you can tell in your heart. You just yeah. have to listen, right? So I know that I've actually progressed even though um, I'm, not, um, I'm not doing it the, uh, the... I may not be doing things the set method or the, or the, the funda- fundamental way. And then I start to realize, oh, okay, well, that also could mean that other people... Um, who before I may have misjudged, that can also mean that other people are actually uh, in a different level than what I assume just based on their external behavior. Mm. Yeah, so that something comes um, through maturity. And then mm. you start, when you get to that point, you stop, you, the critical mind dies and you stop being critical of others. Mm. And you actually start to, then you actually start to put everyone in front of you because you're like, oh, actually everyone is, Everyone, this is where humility and, and seeing others more advanced than you comes from. Mm. When you start to, when, when all that critical mind goes away, this measurement, judgment, um, then even if, like who's to say, who's to say, re- like as soon as you think you are advanced, you are actually fallen. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as soon as you, you realize, you know, as soon as that, all that goes away, then you're actually progressing. But you never think that you're better than, higher than someone else. Right. So yeah, maturity. Um, it's also interesting to understand that like each particular form has a different sadhana specific to the deity. Um, Krishna sadhanas and especially Radha Krishna sadhanas have a specific set of parameters, rules and mantras and prayers that are designed to um, allow understanding of those that particular deity. And likewise... Um, the sadhana for guru is is a particular thing and the sadhana for gornita is a particular thing and the sadhanas for jagannath and for baladev and then for subhadra um they're also unique in their own ways now and i think in iskhan we have the sadhana that we have in iskhan and godiamat is is primarily the sadhana that the that Prabhupada gave which is a very simplified sadhana of the Gaudiya practice. And it lies primarily on Harinam. And Harinam sadhana, basically, we do Harinam sadhana right because we can't really do sadhana very well in Kali Yuga. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that I think about a lot in terms of like, how is it that we've taken something that's supposed to be for Kali Yuga because it's the easiest and we've actually kind of bolstered it so much that people feel like they can't do it? 
explain that a bit more. Bolstered, bolstered it. Imposed much more regulation, much more mm. rule, much more mm-hmm. stricture than seems. If you read Chaitanya Charitamrita, every time Lord Chaitanya told people to chant, he said there is no other rule. Just chant. Have faith and chant. There is no other rule. But in the modern presentation, it would seem now that there is actually way more rules. And I I I wonder I wonder if that is serving chanting or or harming chanting. Mm. Um, I feel like it conceals some of the the beauty and simplicity of bhakti yoga. Mm. And um, you know, it's a, it's a question I often ask. You know, I see a lot of devotees kind of fall away, or don't take the step of taking initiation, or 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 becoming downtrodden and beating themselves up and I and I feel like I feel sad when I see that and hear that 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 a process that Lord Chaitanya gave out of complete compassion and mercy for Kali Yuga um, living entities people are finding now the, the need to make it harder and I wonder where that comes from you know does that come from uh, a pure place does that come from a place of 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 love for others or does that come from a place of of fear do you mean the uh the, the putting of rules or the the difficulty in following rules well if we take it back to cc we we see that mahaprabhu's preaching was there is no other rule Right, he said, "Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Kevalam He said, "He said the holy name is the only way," and he said, "There is no other rule." Mm-hmm. Right, but that's changed quite a lot, mm. and and it's obvious that that um, the Goswamis wrote a lot about the the Angas of Bhakti, um, and Rupa Goswami wrote about the sixty four Angas of Bhakti, and there are some things in there that are difficult, and some things that are very natural. But he also prep. He also follows the whole description with um, sort of a saying: "You can attain perfection by following many, or just one rule." Right? But we see today lots of times now on forums and stuff that people will go after people who's who's who 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 are not following a status quo. And very heavily criticize and even sort of, it's like they, they condemn them. This gets back to what I was pointing out, though. It actually shows a lack of maturity. If you if you can measure it and judge, and and if you can decide where someone else is, that's actually a mistake. You know, only only guru can do that, and guru can only do that because Krishna is allowing them to. To mm. see clearly, but we we cannot. As soon as you make that mistake of judging someone, yeah, you know, you're actually showing your own lack of advancement, and that's that's what it, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, you yeah. people criticizing each other publicly. Um, well, I feel and, like people use guru. They use guru because you know, essentially yeah. they'll say, "Well, Prabhupada said, or the Bible, or Bible the Gita, or, or whatever." Like, you know? Yeah, that you can't do this. You can't do that. At that point in time. And therefore, you must be 
you're you're sort of in a sense like anti Prabhupada by doing that. Mm-hmm. You're not following the instructions of Guru, and so therefore. So what is the motivation for someone to say that? This is how we get to the core of it. What's the motivation for someone to make that statement? Well, I think there's a few different possibilities. I think some people feel. Uh, uh, let, let's say on the benefit of a doubt, the best motivation would be a a protectiveness. Yeah, like a serious concern or a serious concern. concern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Either for, for the person themselves, mm-hmm. at the very best would be for the person themselves. But if they had concern for the person themselves, then they would probably they go be, straight be to them and talk to them. Yeah. And be okay. A, be so a, then, be then it might be concern for Effective. the, uh, you know, it could be concern for the temple, for the movement, for, yeah. for reputation of the temple yeah. movement, which I think that sometimes is very much the case. Yeah, and depending on what's actual, what's the actual, uh, and it could be also like a certain, uh, you know, you see especially with older devotees, you know, the especially Prabhupada disciples, it could be a, they have this kind of like mm. this defensive love for Srila Prabhupada, like they're coming to, sure. they're rallying to, to, yeah. to the defense of Srila Prabhupada and his standards, mm. and so they naturally feel like that's their responsibility, and so. Um, yeah, it really depends on what's what's the actual point in question, right? What's yeah. actually happened, isn't it? Because it could mm. be. I can see a, a number of different possibilities. You know, like I'll give a, a, a good current example. Is like when um, devotees now are uh, getting into the uh, flat Earth uh, movement and the YouTube presentations, and then they're getting so excited about it because it appears to have some similarities to uh, the fifth canto description of cosmo- Vedic cosmology. Um, and then they're getting so excited that they're connecting these two together. So mm. YouTube flat yeah. earth, biblical flat mm-hmm. earth presentations, yeah. and uh, and the Srimad Bhagavatam, and they even go to the point where they're making videos, and at the start of the video is like a dedication to Srila Prabhupada and yeah. ISKCON, and mm-hmm. there's this one in particular who's not, not officially even an ISKCON member, maybe an ex-ISKCON member, and he's dedicated, I think he's a disciple of Srila Prabhupada actually, but anyway... Um, you know, he's dedicated to Prabhupada and then he's, I think he's maybe same person has put out these posters with like Gauranitai and some Krishna propaganda, Iskon or some kind of propaganda on there and then this whole like flat earth stuff, right? So when I see this, I point out you should not, you should, it's okay to speculate and it's okay to get into all these things, but you shouldn't connect Srila Prabhupada or an institution um, uh, without proper authority, you know, that's, right. you know, so, so that's, in that case, I'm not. They they can have whatever belief they want, but yeah, they have to do that on their totally. own. Totally. And hey, I can't. I, I will say to them, I can't tell you what shape the Earth is, but I can tell you that I don't think this is um, correct to do mm. like this. It's actually to me. I think um, I think it's offensive to do that unless you have direct instruction from Shri Prabhupada to you know prove that the world is flat. Mm. Um, then you probably shouldn't do that. But then, <clears throat> so that's yeah one one uh, one point. But then other times we might just have like, you know, I, don't, I suppose it's easier to give examples in my own life. Sometimes I have my old god brothers from the Brahmacharya Ashram kind of like, uh, just like painting me as being in Maya because yeah. because I have a facial hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's so funny, right? Yeah, you get a chuckle out of it because it's just so ridiculous, you know? Uh, but this is, and, and then even there's one uh, example where, you know, I've actually help this person come to Krishna consciousness when I was in the ashram you know I like 
you know, I was like big brother, you know, yeah. and I coached them. I like so patient with them, helped them learn to crawl and learn to walk. And then, you know, and then suddenly the, 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 uh, relationship changed. And now I have, now the student is the guru now. And, and, uh, you know, and this kind of thing goes on. People are picking and, and criticizing and thinking they're doing, maybe they think they're doing the right thing, but what, what happens amongst devotees when we start to be critical of each other and we start to say, Hey, you're not, you know, you're not following the properly. You're not, you're not doing the right amount. You're not doing it the right way. And then then we're pushing them away yeah mm-hmm. rather than being like just you know if you if you avoid that yeah if you avoid that critical mentality or this like measuring and controlling mentality and just flow forward towards krishna mm. eventually we're all going to give up all these things that we carry we all have our things you know mm. i have my things you have yours they have theirs mm. you know everyone mm. has little things eventually if we can just move forward we're going to drop those anyway so they're really not yeah. that big deal not yeah. a big deal no. And I, and I think that, I think that, uh, you know, I think we have to actually have a little bit more um, realization about the potency of the holy name, and it's actual. You, you know, I remember hearing one thing, which was that um, when Prabhupada was giving initiation at first to Western disciples, some of his god brothers were like, "How can you give initiation to Westerners? You know, from very." what seems like very low birth according to, you know, Orthodox um, Hindus and Brahmins and such. And uh, he said, what do you think is more strong, the holy name or pop, sin? And they were like, oh, they kind of had to kind of surrender, right? And... um, and I think that you know, if 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 devotees develop a little bit more trust, that the holy name, that Krishna's name, is very very compassionate, and you might like I you know you might follow all the rules, but you might be holding on to so many different things, despite that, and they might not go away because you're you're because you become proud of your purity, so to speak. And you, you start ignoring these deep-seated hang-ups, these deep-seated fears, these deep-seated, um, like, neurotic, almost... There can be some terrible psychological issues that develop in people who, who follow um, puritanical systems. Um, well, I think, you know, like, we, we talked about the modes a little bit in the last last podcast and when you look at Krishna describing renunciation you know the only time renunciation is ever really a good thing is when it's done uh, it's like when you're doing what you're supposed to do with no that's the only real renunciation mm-hmm. you know so it's it's like you do what you're supposed to do right mm-hmm. so doing what you're supposed to do um, it extends to taking care of yourself you should take care of yourself because yeah. that should be done, mm. right? You should do that. So you should have a bar on how much, what do you need? What do you actually need? Mm. You should understand that. You should be, that's part of your introspection. So what do I need? What do I need to feel okay, to be okay, to be happy, to be content, to mm-hmm. be um, peaceful? What do I need? Pretty much any person who asks this question on the street will give the answer that they, that they, they know they need 
Yeah. But you know, this is the class. This is the the. This is where people making big dollars is like trying to actually get people to do what they know they should do. Right. This mm-hmm. is what all this coaching, life coaching yeah. is there. It's like if you pull up any person on the street, there's videos of it all over yeah. the internet. You know, just stop a guy on the street and say. How's your life? I've got, oh, you know, I've got this job and I'm like, you know, I'm suffering and okay, yeah. what, what, what do you need to do? You know, yeah. well, I should drink more water. I should exercise. Yeah, yeah. I should, mm. I should go that's, for that job. That's Dharma. You know, that's Dharma. Yeah. It's like listening to your yeah. heart, you know, it's listening like, to yourself, <laughs> listening to your intuition, listening to, cause there's actually guru inside. It's Krishna mm. and mm-hmm. he's directing you. Right. So, so what do you need now? Some people like, for example, if you look at the Pandavas, I really like to use this example. I had a, I had a friend actually who was really beating himself up about, um, well, how he described his lusty desires and how fallen he is and blah, 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 right? And I said, well, hang on a second. You sound pretty normal to me. Mm, classic. Right? You sound like a pretty normal, normal person to me. And so, first of all, okay, let's just put this into perspective for a second. Srila Prabhupada described that as a bodily need, Right? Sex is one of the bodily needs. Now, everybody doesn't need the same. Right? So look at the Pandavas. There was five of these warriors. And Bhima could eat. He needed to eat. So much more. In fact, he's called Vrikadar because he could never eat to his... He could never eat to satisfaction. The fire of his digestion is so intense. Right? So he... He that when they when Draupadi would cook for him for for them, she would portion half of it was for Bhima. The other half got split between herself, Kunti, and the other four, four brothers. Mm. So that six people ate half, mm. and Bhima ate half. Now someone could say, "God, jeez, <laughs> what a what a greedy yeah, he, what a greedy person." <laughs> How is he? He eats half and he makes the other his all his family eat the other half? No. He needed to eat half just to be able to maintain normal. And that was him actually being austere. Mm. <laughs> right? So the senses are like horses. They describe the senses like horses. And how when you're when you ride a horse, you give the horse Shubhrapa describes giving the horse a little, a little bit of rain, a little bit of space. You gotta let him go a little bit. If you if you try to, you know, like just yank it all back, the horse goes crazy and he'll mm. fight you. Yeah. Right. So you have to let it. You got to give him some reins. The Prabhupada is explaining like this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Prabhupada actually in one in one um in one lecture, I remember being a little bit like, oh, I, I like that. Yeah. He said he was talking about the need for sense control, and he 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 said you know must control the senses, and he goes, not stop. Mm. Cannot stop. And I think that's something that I think a lot of people misunderstand in mm. sadhana is the idea of sense control and what it really means. Mm. Um, and the difference between being able to regulate and control your senses versus trying to trying stop, to stop them. Yeah, which is probably one of the biggest uh, killers to progress, right? Because like, I can't stop. I can't big stop, problem, so actually. People who try very hard to stop the senses and become very frustrated become because, angry. because it's not possible. Mm. Very they're, they're directed, they're directed and they have a share. They get a share. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're due. The, the, the who de- that? Where's the story with the yogi, the yogi tries to do the tapasya and all the demigods come? Did I tell that already on one of the podcasts? 
Did I mention this already? So Krishna speaks this in the second Gita and the yogi. To Arjuna afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah did I did. That. I did yeah. already talk yeah. about this one. Yes, yeah, so our second. So second he, um, he, he makes a really important point. Also, it's really important to understand that Krishna also says in the Bhagavad Gita itself that the sacrifice for the grihasas is to offer the sense object into the senses. Not the way a, a sannyasi does, which is the sacrifice of withholding the sense object from the senses. So if you're a grihasta Vaishnav, what you have to do is whenever you enjoy anything, you, you understand that inside in the heart, Paramatma is there. So whatever you put into your mouth, whatever you listen to with your ears and see with your eyes, you, you meditate like, Oh Krishna, you're the enjoyer. Why don't you take this and you offer it to him? And as it enters your mouth, you can see it like a yajna that is going there and becoming, then going to the belly where it's consumed by the fire there. And that's the sacrifice, sacrificial process for grihastas. Whereas for a yogi, he offers the in-breath to the out-breath mm. to, to balance the breathing. And the sannyasi offers the sense object away. He renounces, gives it up. And that's his sacrifice. So... Go to that chapter of Bhagavad Gita and look at those different types of sacrifice because those sacrifices give you the key to how you can satisfy Krishna and relieve your own propensity for selfish enjoyment. Because mm. if you don't learn to satisfy Krishna, you will never overcome sense gratification. Mm. Because when Krishna has become satisfied, you no longer need your Krishna. It has to be your Krishna. Krishna is always satisfied. But your Krishna has to become satisfied. You have to satisfy your Krishna. Mm. That's why Grihastas should always have a deity at home that they feed nicely and that they sing to and that they decorate because what they're doing is they're satisfying Krishna. By satisfying Krishna, they no longer need to enjoy and there, I think there has to be other ways, not just deity worship. <coughs> I have to admit, I'm terrible with deity worship. Well, I've never, I've never. Archa Vigraha is mm. the counterpart to Nam Sadhana. There, the, it's so it, the, Ch Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains it's Ch very important. Bhagavad Bhakti Vinod Thakur says, "Well, it's not about being fallen. Well, it's about not knowing. I'm you joking. Didn't, I'm you joking. might not have had the I'll right kind you, of instruction I'll in it." I'll tell you my. my I'll, first, I'll, I'll explain that more, and then I'll tell you my deity form. Um, so I, yeah, I've never had training in, 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 uh, serving the deity. I don't, I've never even been shown how to do Tulsi Puja. You know, and that's the first thing about the How long have you been a devotee? Your whole life? 32 years. Oh my God. Okay. So, you know, yeah, I don't even know the proper process, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, this is, we're, we're hippies here in New Governor, you know? Okay. You pull, pull up, pull up all, all my generation, generation underneath me, and let's count how many actually have been trained up how to do puja. I guarantee you there'll be like 5%, if that, have been trained. Anyway, so, yeah, I, and, but I also don't have like a natural inclination towards it. Okay. Yeah. The only times I've been on the altar has been to paint Krishna's altar. Mm. Yeah, to paint the roof, paint the mm -hmm. walls. In, I've been in Melbourne, I've been in Nugovardhan. Um, I have some deities at home. We do very simple deity sadhana, very mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. Okay, but now I'll tell you, this goes back to what I was, our last podcast I was talking about, your nature will be shown by the things you're doing when you're not trying other yeah. things. Okay, so 
I walk around pretty much blissing out all day, every day. Why? <laughs> because I'm, I, it goes back to what you were saying earlier this evening. I see Krishna everywhere. Mm. I see the sun, I see the clouds, I see the trees, I see people, I see the, their thoughts, the way they mm. speak and communicate, and I'm listening all day to like uh, Bhagavatam classes, and, and you know, I'm, I'm like, like a jnani, like listening out like a jnani and worshipping the universal form, seeing Krishna in the universal form, studying science, I'm studying, I'm like thinking, thinking all day, you know, and I'm blissing out. Like I, I'm just like, got to contain my laugh, you know, I'm like giggling because yeah. it's just like, popping up everywhere but I don't so that's kind of like my sadhana and it's well yeah. my deity worship my deity worship is to is this world this jnani world and how to like bridge bridge people from you know who, who are not into Krishna consciousness how to you, give Krishna to them you can't yeah? you can't you can't you can't mix them because they function for different purposes mix what that mix? Shanta Ras platform mm -hmm. of all seeing all that and, 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 and sort of admiring is appreciation, mm. right? Seva is the next level. Mm. You understand? So also, Seva's personal level. So mm. you'll still find, as a, as a person who is in that sphere, you'll still find that you will find dissatisfaction in life. It'll creep up every once in a while. You'll find frustration, dissatisfaction, uh, strong desires, strong ambition, all these kind of things that come up and prevent you from going further. That it's not to say that, that that practice that you're doing isn't extremely powerful. It is. But you're saying it's missing a, a, it's, it's, a personal service element. It's, 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 it's meant to be, be complementary. And what it is is mm -hmm. that it's been explained by Acharyas that due to due to disassociation with Krishna for so long, we actually become averse to seva. And this is something you actually see very commonly in today's society, is like the idea of being someone else's servant is deemed as being very, very mm, lowly, demeaning. demeaning. Yet these same people who, who behave and speak like that don't realize that all day long they serve themselves they serve somebody else. They mm -hmm. serve their family members. But yeah. most of all, they are forced by hunger, by thirst, by greed to serve their senses. Like, like, without any, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, shame. Shamelessly serve their senses. Now, you could, you could view that in many ways, but, but if you really look closely at what's going on, you know, your tongue demands something, you satisfy. Your belly demands, you satisfy. Your ear, you want to listen to music, you satisfy. And, and yogis are always trying to say, no, become content. Don't strive for, strive for external satisfaction. Try to start looking within. Try to start looking within for what's inside, what will give satisfaction inside. So, when, when you understand the process of DD worship, the process of DD yoga, you, you, you will find that it's a very, very, very sophisticated way of attaining that. Mm. Very, very sophisticated. And you get to... And it includes, the, the process of DD worship includes not only the process of jnana and yoga and bhakti, but this very, very beyond practical interaction with the 
the divinity of your personal um, preference, which is representing um, your higher self. And that's a really important thing to understand because the little self doesn't find satisfaction until the whole self is satisfied with both the little self and the whole self. Yeah, this will be my, my response. Is is it is it a valid well I don't want to say excuse, but can can it be that there's different areas for expertise? So, you know, like I was I was trained up to do Sankatan, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I grew up on the farm here, I had a great mm -hmm. time in the Govardhan, I went to Gurukul. You know, I, I, I experienced that that upbringing in Krishna consciousness and knowing Krishna as a mm -hmm. child, mm -hmm. as a child. Um, and then I went into the world, interacted with the big world, yeah, and I, and I came back to find Krishna after mm -hmm. going out interacting for like about 10 years. Right. Yeah? So I, that's, and then when I moved into the temple, uh, into the Brahmacharya Ashram, it wasn't like going through, it was very different to what it would have been if you, if you go to Gurukul in India and then, you know, you, you finish your school there at Gurukul, uh, you finish your Gurukul and then you just keep carrying on. It's very, very different. I actually kind of like joined the Bhakta program mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah. So I had to like, I got to experience that, that in a sense. Still, I was like famous and, and worshipped for being a Guru Kuli who's come to the temple and the son of a devotee, a well-known mm -hmm. devotee. And, you know, like the red carpet was rolled out for me and I got this like experience of, uh, I was spoiled, mm -hmm. extremely spoiled. And that helped me. I really needed that to make this break away from this, this dark world that I'd entered. Anyways, I was trained up uh, in Sankatan, not in deity worship, you know. So, mm -hmm. And also there's a, there's a common... So, so let's, just, let's just look at that then. Mm -hmm. So Sankirtan. Yeah. Who's the Sankirtan Acharya? Sankirtan, well, it's Lord Chaitanya. Right. Mm. What did he do? No, actually it's Nityananda. Yes. And then what did Nityananda do? Yeah, he went like from house to house and no, asked people to chant. Well, well, he also did something really important that we're leading, and I'm leading you into this one. Yeah, which I probably am not, not that aware of. Cause I, he I installed his personal deity in Kardaha where he set up his main center for preaching from. And he taught the process of Sankirtan combined with the process mm. of communal deity worship mm -hmm. and passed that down through his family line. Mm -hmm. So they're connected because when you do Sankirtan, you're asking, Krishna, please engage me in service. Mm -hmm. And you're inviting other people to come and chant and ask Krishna to engage you in service. So then the other hand is, do some service, direct service. And the way we get the opportunity to get direct service to Krishna in this world is through Archavigraha or Guru. And Guru meaning the actual physical form of our Guru, and we, we might get to massage him or offer him something and feed him and, and take care of him and, and offer seva. Seva means whatever he asked for. You try to please him, please his senses. Mm -hmm. Okay, I gotta, I've gotta, I've gotta argue with you. Okay, because we're, we're digging, we're digging. Okay, so what is it? What does a day look like when you do every bit of sadhana that we're that we're um, instructed to do? Like for example, Shri Prabhupada, basic instruction. If you're a member of Iskon or if you're becoming devoted, what's what's the full day look like? 
you wake up four o'clock, you go to Mongolati, it's like till quarter past five after Tulsi Puja, you sit down and do your japa till, mm. till Guru Puja, mm. and then Bhagavatam class, and then mm. you go Prasadam, mm. and then you do, see, see it's, even that is hard to maintain these days for people who work, especially if you're tradesmen, you start like It takes seven, me 25 minutes to do my morning Puja. Okay, so... Okay, twenty five minutes, and then then you got the sandwich, you know, the Iskon sandwich, and you do the the evening program. That kind of like dropped away. It's mm-hmm. been dropped away for years. Not many people do the mm-hmm. evening program. But if you do everything, if you do all, so so you're you're not going to so you do twenty five minutes for your puja. That's not too much. But then do you do one hour Bhagavatam class? Do you do two hours? That's not Arjuna. One. That's one not Arjuna. That's not Arjuna. Yeah. So this is you're you're this you're, is, you're mixing things. But this is what this is the point I'm getting to though. Is like, do you just pick? Certain ones that are that well, Lord Chaitanya described that, the, the garden of what do you do them all? Lord Chaitanya described the five. Them. If you can do the five, they're the best. So, what are the five for us? The five things? are Matura Vas, which you can live. either do mentally, what's that mean? Reside live, in Matura, reside yeah. in Matura yeah, yeah, yeah. or Mayapur, and you can do that mentally, right? It Bhagavad Shravana, read some Bhagavatam every day, mm-hmm. Nam. Kirtana, right? Chant holy name. Lila Smarna, remember the pastimes of Krishna. Mm-hmm. And uh, five. Well, this is, I don't know, I'm thinking something else. Arshan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so you so would the, recommend doing all five, but it doesn't have to be. Elaborate. It doesn't have to be like the temple structure, yeah, you know. Doing well, all that's yeah. for, for the, the best many. thing about doing a, a simple archana is actually mm. that it includes all nine processes of devotion. When right. you do a proper right. sequence archana, right. it includes the nine processes in very nice ways, right? And um, it's actually a lot simpler than you would think, and it's very impactful. And um, I think myself and Nimai, Nimai, you've been having your own deities for now 15, 15 years. years, and I'm in 10 years of worshipping Shalagram. And, uh, and I can say personally that I think that it is incredibly important for developing a personal relationship with Krishna. Because you are taking on the role of looking after him. He needs to eat every day. So you have to feed him. He needs to bathe every day. So you okay, have to then, bathe what him. What about this then? Not, not all. Let's, let's just look at like traveling preachers. Not, is, is it that all traveling preachers have a, a deity that they worship and take with them? I'm not but sure. The thing is you a can do this do. mentally. Yeah. You can do it mentally. So, yeah, so, but this, this so is kind of what I'm getting to though. Is like, There's what nuance. If, what but if you're, what if but you're you have to understand that... What I'm talking about, what I tried to look at was, you were saying that you were, your sadhana was like looking and seeing Krishna and everything and, and, and observing mm. Krishna and everything. And I was saying, that's very nice. I applaud that. Mm. I think that's a really important thing for people to try to do. Stop seeing Maya everywhere. Start seeing Krishna everywhere. It's very important, right? Mm. But that's, that's appreciation, yeah, Shantaras. Shantaras. You, 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 you might mm. experience from that this Shantaras. And the feelings that accompany Shantaras are safety, security, contentment, mm. uh, or, is awe, yeah. reverence, yeah. Um, but... Wonder. And wonder. Mainly mm. wonder. Wonder, yeah, is, wonder is a big one, yeah. right? Mm. But 
in order to understand Krishna, because Shantaras, Shantaras is applicable primarily to Brahman and Paramatma. Primarily. Right? In Vaikuntha and Vrindavan, Shantaras is tasted, but it's not predominant. They, they probably taste it when they rest their head and go down to sleep. But the, the Dasya Ras becomes manifest in Vaikuntha with slight tinge of Sakya Ras and very, very minimal of the other two. Very, very... There is still Madhurya Ras between Lakshmi and, and Narayan, but it's a Aishwarya Madhurya and it's different. It doesn't have the same familiarity and... and there might be Madhurya between the... The Vishnu duties themselves and their wives. And yeah, family. that's definitely there. Narayana Pandita He has two. Garuda has two wives. Yeah. And when Gopinamar <clears throat> reached the gates of Vaikuntha, he saw the, the Vaikuntha Vasis coming with their families. Yeah. So there's families. So there would yes, be yes, there would is. be that Madhurya, but between themselves and but then and Krishna. But then they go Krishna. they go towards to Narayan and they all perform seva, right? Now seva can be different things. Even kirtan is a limb of archana. If you sing before your deity, that's archana. It's a, but you're seeing the deity. It's not just archana in the woods. It's not just kirtan in the woods or on the street. It's for the pleasure before, of the deity. You're singing to your deity. You're singing to him. You're 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 praising him. You're you're giving him satisfaction by these by these praises. So what the message I'm getting is that even if even if you're Eventually, going back to yeah. Godhead, you're looking for a personal interaction. You're, yeah. You're, 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 you, the, the message I'm getting is that one should add, add this practice, regardless of whether or they like, like it or if, not. Well, well, yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, it, yeah. Basically, it's going, it's going to add, it's whether going you to, like it or not, you will come to you, understand. You will come to understand. Because Lord Chaitanya mm. says, he says, he, he teaches uh, Sanatana Goswami or Rupa Goswami, the garden of Bhakti. Rupa. Rupa. Rupa so he's Swami. teaching him how to cultivate Shri the bhakti lata beach, right? How do you do, cultivate the bhakti lata? And he describes how to cultivate nam. But he says, he says that if your nam is not, if you're not, you're getting feeling. If you're not, mm. if you're not, if you're not fully, if you're not, you don't know him. You don't know nam prabhu. So you have to worship the deity. Mm. Those two things mm. are 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 complementary. complementary. Mm. You have to know nam. You have to know him. Nami. So you 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 are actively pursuing that relationship. You actively pursue it, and as you get to know the deity, as you serve the deity, you'll get to know him. It's not like a small thing. You get to know him. He he will inspire you. Even you'll even the a, most you'll have a you'll have know his personality. You'll know what he likes, what he mm. dislikes. Mm. He'll he'll he'll, Isn't he'll it complain. It's fascinating he'll, how you can have relationships with Krishna in different ways. Yeah. Like I can see you boys have been worshiping deity for a long time, and you you, and, you have and, some you've experienced. And so something. you you get, you learn. So when you chant yeah. now, when you chant Hare Krishna, yeah, Hare so. Krishna, you know him. Yeah. Krishna, I'm yeah. sorry, Krishna. I did this this this. I know that would bother you. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or it's like Krishna. Ah. Uh, you can complain. My dad, my dad has, my dad's, he talks, when my dad talks about Krishna, he'll, he'll joke, he jokes around, he, his relationship with Krishna is such that, ah, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
You know, that's what it is. Yeah, so that comes from joking. having a personal relationship. So you have to actually, like you, you know, you, mm. if you, if you marveled at the wonder of your wife, but never did anything to interact with your wife, mm. so not, there's no relationship. There's no relationship. You can say, wow, yeah. you're amazing. Yeah. You're this and you're that. Yeah, and it's like, is, yeah, yeah, okay. I that's take, nice. I, I, take, I fully take the point, but I, it, you know, it's got, now deity worship, I think is intimidating for most people because yeah, I feel the, the process, approach the deity. okay, well, that's one thing we could, we could deal with that. Um, but the process itself sometimes seems really, really complicated, mm. right? And it's like, oh my God, I don't know what all this stuff is, and I don't know all these mantras. And people get, they feel um, um, discouraged by them, you know, having to learn all the mantras. Also, Some people don't like, you know, aren't very good at mantras, or, or, or like you said, uh, you feel impure. Yeah, okay. Now, the impure part, I would say, for myself personally, I always remember the... Uh, Sudama pastime. Okay, the Sudama pastime is really important for this. Sudama Brahmana had nothing, and he didn't want to go to Krishna because he didn't have anything that he could give Krishna. How am I going to go visit my friend? I can't give him anything. Yeah, but his wife made him. Right. So, mm. his, so his, you know, they're feeling the pinch of poverty, and his wife says, "Look, your friend Krishna can help us. Mm. Look at your son; he's suffering. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make your son suffer for your pride?" Mm. So Sudama said, "Okay, I'll go." Right. So they, I got to bring in something, but he had nothing. So he had all he had was some burnt chip rice, right? So he puts the burnt chip rice in the packet, ties it up, ties it behind his, his back, and he goes to see Krishna. Well, Krishna sees him, so happy to see him, embraces him, and so he Sudama's trying to hide the little thing. So Krishna mm-hmm. says, "Oh, I know you have something for me. Mm-hmm. You have something for me." And Sudama says, oh, 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 he's trying to, uh, doesn't want to give it, but Krishna goes, oh, I know, he takes the packet, opens, and he's eating the chip rice. That's all Sudama has. He doesn't have anything. If he had anything else, he would have given something better than chip rice. But all he had was burnt chipped rice. And so essentially, he offered all he had to Krishna. Mm. So Krishna ate it, became overwhelmed with ecstasy. The love that burst in his heart from receiving the burnt chip rice from Sudama. That so much so that Rukmini stopped him from taking a second morsel. Because she said, I already can't repay him. <laughs> I'm the goddess of fortune and already I can't repay him for the service he's rendered you. Mm. Right? So everybody has this thing. I'm too, I'm impure. I'm impure. I'm impure. Maybe when I'm pure someday. Right? Maybe when I'm pure I'll do that. Oh, I'll worship Shalagram someday when I'm pure. Now, sure, the purity is, a, is a not a not important factor. But if you wait to when you're pure, will you ever be pure? Yeah, fair you may never be pure. So that story, what that story is, is what we're supposed to offer the best that we can to Krishna as we, when, where we at. Mm. What, whatever we are, whatever, if that's the way it is right now, then offer the best of what you can to Krishna. Mm. And he will accept it and relish it that that was the best that Dhruva could give me on that day, mm. pure or impure. And also, so, if, if, if you feel like that, there, it, there is a saying, especially when it comes to um, description about like Japa, and Hari Bhakti Vilasa says that, you know, there are rules for chanting Japa and you have to be pure and you sit this way, you sit that time, blah, blah, blah. But if you chant mentally, there's no consideration because what's done in the mind is pure. So if you feel like that, then do it mentally. 
and the the main the main thing that is going on is that you're actually you're offering the aggregates of your being back to Krishna. So the sixteen upacharas correlate to the sixteen kalas, the coverings. You're purifying yourself by offering these things to Krishna. And you're purifying your perception of everything by offering these things to Krishna. Not only that, but once you become pure, you realize, oh, you weren't really purifying yourself. You were just satisfying Krishna. So that's the higher platform. So what I'm, what I'm picking up from you is, is that, that there is that individual need, right, to sadhana has, you know, there's nine processes of devotion and you can achieve, achieve perfection by any one of those nine, right? But typically what you see in those who achieve perfection is that they, they worship their personal form of the deity. So deity doesn't just mean an archa vigraha, deity means the, the image, the idea of a personal godhead who has form, who has like and dislike, who is like you. So now you can interact with him. Because when you interact with the all-encompassing Brahman, how can you interact? How can you satisfy it? How do you satisfy the universal form with 10,000 mouths and billions of arms? And what, which, which arm do you massage? Which feet? How do you give it direct satisfaction? Yeah, I, I, not really connecting so much with what what you're saying now. I feel like I need to express more of myself and my my. So what I'm what doing. I would say. Oh, I, let me let me okay. give a little bit more backstory. So, like I was saying, I was trained to do sankirtan. So I, there was a point where two years we lived. We had an ashram in Sydney. We went out and did books six days a week, five hours a day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've distributed thousands and thousands of books and I've, I've talked to so many people and I've, I've, I've brought them in and, 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 and um, you know, this gradual process of education, it's like real, real basic starch, you're not even using Sanskrit terminology to be given, it's like real gradual, <clears throat> no deities in the house, no mm-hmm. deity worship, mm-hmm. kirtan every day, japa, mm-hmm. um, every day, reading two hours every day, mm-hmm. you know, re- read all Prabhupada's books and the whole focus was like how <clears throat> how to give uh, preaching you know i've never had this like i've uh, i've been i've been i've been trained with this uh idea that or with this mood that you know the, the temple and the deity worship these rituals are there they have a re- they have a purpose but what i'm doing is important and that's my service and that's what i'll become expert at so i haven't had this like this conversation now what it is what it is for me is implanting a a, a desire or <clears throat> not so much a desire but an understanding that this is important to actually do some 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 deity worship mm. it, it, I've never really seen <clears throat> seen it as important because I've just been powering on in this other f- field of like mm. you know it, it, for me that is deity worship because it's you know it's a part of the whole operation it's definitely you know? an anger um, it's definitely part of the you know the the mood of, of Lord Chaitanya and, and, the, and the, the whole idea mm. but you have to you have to remember that that the whole reason to attract people through Sankirtan is to engage them in Krishna's service. Krishna's direct service is most manifest through two things or three things. 
Archana, Japa, and Lila Smarana. And Kirtan and Japa I'm putting together. Those three things are essentially the key factors of Krishna consciousness. Now, again, like we talked, there are devotees who are on the Shanta platform. And they're perfect. That's where they're situated. And that's actually their preference, right? So Krishna interacts to them on, with them on that platform. But you will still find, just like there's a story of how Prahlad Maharaj attained realization. And in Vishnu Purana, it describes how he was very much in Shantaras. He was very much in the meditative practice of seeing everything as Vishnu, right? But when Nasringadev came before him in his personal form, what did he do? He garlanded him. He worshipped him. So the culmination of Prahlad Maharaj's Shanta Jnana Bhakta Sadhana was the opportunity to give service yeah. to Bhagavan. That's funny. I would just be like, whoa, wow, so beautiful. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> wow. The thing also like is that... <laughs> but you'd be washing your feet, right? Giving, you'd be like, Krishna's hungry. I gotta give and, him some and food. I would just be like, Then they, wow. have a, they have an interaction where Nishringadev goes, he takes Prahlad with him, they go, he washes his hands, and he teaches Prahlad Maharaj yoga. He teaches Prahlad Maharaj how to realize him inside, outside, everything. Although Prahlad Maharaj is probably already good, but he might have had some other questions. He might have had other doubts. He might have been blocked somewhere. Maybe he just wanted to give Or maybe just he wanted to give Nishringadev. And so Nishringadev sat and taught him yoga, but the whole time Nishringadev was doing yoga, when Nishringadev is in meditation, Prahlad Maharaj goes cleans him, takes care, brings him food. When Nishringadev is in meditation, he wait, he meditate with him. And when he wakes up, what do you need? What do you want? This, you know. So, it's, 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 not, that, it's not that those type of services aren't service, but there's direct service that's... Well, it's like, like, like for example, now you have children. Yes. Right? And before you had children, you had some concept of taking care of people. Yes. Right? You're like, yeah, yeah, I know. I take care. I do stuff like take care of people. Right? But when you have a kid, yeah. you have a child. Now he's dependent on you completely. Now there's a timeline. There's like, okay, got to get him up in the morning. Got to make sure he's up for school. Got to, you know, like, there, it, 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 it's like a whole new level of taking care of somebody. And you develop a lot of affection. And you develop affection, and, and and the and the there's reciprocation. Grows. It's a reciprocal relationship. Right? So mm-hmm. deity worship is like that. It's actually kind of like, it's it seems it seems like even just using the word deity worship kind of minimizes what it is. Yeah. And and to understand it, it's a personal interaction between the devotee and Krishna, for the purpose of the cultivation of prema, mm. between the devotee and Krishna. Is direct. So, you know, you, you can't find, you couldn't find me, I don't think you could find me a single Vaishnav of uh, Uttamadikari and, and Madhyamadikari level that we talk about in terms of our Acharyas who didn't worship the deity. Even though their main idea was prachar and preaching, in their example, they all worshipped their so, personal yeah. deity. And, and yeah, you, even if it was just in, in the mind... Probably most of them most of them had most, Takwarjis. Most of them are carry, carrying a little shalagram or something like. Most, well, most, most let's people. see. Those six Goswamis each had their individual deities. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Madhavendrapuri yeah, yeah, had his own deity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's enough said. Actually, when you go to that level, when you when you go to that that they were 
they're the most awesome preachers, most awesome mm. philosophers, mm. and they all and and, and yeah. they all had. And the first thing that Shula Prabhupada, you know, one of the first things Shula Prabhupada did was establish. Yeah. So really, I'm just using and Vishnu John Swami. Vishnu John Swami, you know, <laughs> trying not to call you out. But. The most famous of all is kind of but hey, preaching parties was the Ramadan party. Okay, so party. And Vishnu John Swami traveled all over America in a bus. Yeah. Radha and Krishna. So he, mm. he, didn't they find one mm-hmm. in the beach? Yeah, they found uh, Radharani or Krishna. They found not sure. in, in the beach. I I'm, heard something. Like I haven't that. heard that, but uh, yeah. it's not unlikely. I mean, I they found in, the first Jagannath in a bookstore. Yeah. Um, Pier one, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think they found Radharani. Radharani in the ocean, not in India, in a, in the United States somewhere. I think. Uh, wow. I think it's in um, Bayasaki's book. I haven't yeah. read it, but I think that's where the story is. Yeah, I mean. Um, now, now, when it comes to deity worship, now if we talk about the individual level, okay, deity worship is important. How do you do that? Then there's a basic format for that. But within that basic format, yeah, there's a sure. lot of room for you to yeah. be an individual mm. and to, to tailor that to work mm. for you. And it'll also work for your likes and dislikes as well. You, uh, um, and, and that becomes fully integratable into your life mm. and it's also different it's a different mood and standard than temple worship which is very very much vaidi uh orientated that it has to be very 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 strict, much strict, very strict right whereas home the deity takes on your mood he 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 he's accommodating you he's coming into your home he knows he's coming into your home he's not unconscious so if you think oh i'm going to go and get some shalagram and you think it's you. You haven't understood. Mood. He, 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 he's accommodating you. He's coming into your home. He knows he's coming into your home. He's not unconscious. So if you think, oh, I'm going to go and get some shalagram. And you think it's you. You haven't understood. Your impetus to go and find a shalagram is because that shalagram wants to come to your home. Why would he want to come to your home? Because he wants to interact with you. This is, this is, Transcendental science. This is the, the understanding in bhakti yoga of the, the actual conscious entity within deity. And that's most manifest in the Giriraj or in the Shalagram. Whereas in the physical deities, they need to be installed. Or, this is something that a lot of people don't know, can happen. If you get a talk or a deity form, don't have it installed, don't do anything. And maybe you give it a little bit of worship, but not really. Ghosts can actually go in that form and take all the puja. There's actually, in South India, there's a very famous mantra that's saying, even for installed deity sometimes, to Bhima, to drive away the ghosts that might have come into the deity. Go back a bit. Did you say uninstalled deity? Yes. Uninstalled deity. Okay. So that's why, actually, for home deity, Mm. shalagram is preferred. One nice shalagram that you can easily keep in a box, take out, do the worship, put back, keep like that. That's the simplest way of doing. What about uh, Gornitai? Chanting Gornitai. Generally, even less strict. Gornitai is Gornitai is is still has an Archana process that yeah. Nichananda started. Yeah, see, we have license. We have Gornitai. Gorni, but the, the the basic idea is either five, ten, or sixteen upachara. Upachara means upachara. items, upachara. items to offer. What do you offer? Sixteen items. You usually just do a water and a mantra. Yeah, you, there's so many. There's, the thing is, like, it can be. It you can, can be, be done so, so simple that it's like. Yes. Like, like, like. And then the other thing is that once you learn the basic, the basic format, you can do it fully in your mind. Yeah, and sure. that is actually, 
as good or better. Because because you can be more elaborate, you can be way more, more, elaborate, way more opulent cool, than what you can afford. Your imagination is the limit mm. of what you can yeah. do. Like it says when Nandamar, when Vasudev gave anyway. when Devaki yeah. gave no birth difference. to Krishna, it says that Nanda, uh, Vasudev mentally gave away millions of cows to Brahmanas, right? And Prabhupada comments in that in that section. Is that when he was in in prison, prison he yeah. was so happy. He goes, yeah. oh, ah. I want to give away cows to the Brahmanas. So he mm. mentally did it. Mm. And Prabhupada says that he actually achieved the result of having done that just from the thought of doing something like that. And that is also an indicator of the power of Manasasteva. When we do something mentally for Krishna, it is as good as if we did it. So, um, like for me, the only items that I actually physically have that I offer are like flowers, chandan, oil, incense, lamp, and food. Everything else, water. Have you, you, you've both been trained at some level. I taught myself. You read books. I picked up the books. I've watched people. I've watched him. I've watched my Guru Maharaj. I, I, I see other people, how they do. And, and, and then, then I looked at the books and, and figured out the big version and understood the big version, yeah. and then... So where do you point a beginner to? Yeah, Sim- simple puja... Simple puja book that, that you can look at that's done in a more accessible way is the um, Archana Deepika from the Gaudiya Mat. Um, that book is the most simple way to, to do it. It's very nice. It's, it's, it's compiled in a very nice way. Um, for more elaborate versions, you know, there's the Panch- Pancharatra Pradeep done by Iskhan, but it's, I personally feel like it's, 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 it's just like, it's, it's, it's just done in such a way that it's inaccessible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they did that on purpose or, or what, but it, it, re- it, it, it reads and flows like a, like, it's a mess. It's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I deeply think that they need to think more I know that they're Nishankavach has been working on a new version of a it. A new I version. Hope, hopefully it's, it's hopefully it's better. Friendly. But that one is is because um, I had the same uh, really experience where I like, tried to learn puja by myself and I tried with the, the Iskhan Didi worship book and I just was totally overwhelmed. Hmm. And then I just uh, more or less kind of uh, winged it. I winged it for a little while, and then I went to India, and um, my guru Maharaj gave a girash to my father. And he gave a real simple, actually, it was just one printed page of what the Upachara was and the order they get offered. And then it was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. That, once that's, you understand what you know, it's like, basically, I mean, the basic gist of it, 16 Upacharas, I could say it, like, real quick. So first, you welcome Krishna. Well, awesome. actually, you offer him a seat. You give him a yes, seat. You offer him a seat, right? You offer Krishna a seat. You gotta sit somewhere. Oh, hey, hello, Krishna. Oh, Krishna please, here, please. Actually, here. first Avahana. thing is uh, Vahana. You, ca- you call, call Krishna. Hey, Krishna. You call him. He comes. You ask him to stay. Sit. You say, "Oh, I want to worship you. you please allow me you worship. Here, please take a seat. Here, let me welcome you. you. There's a welcoming, and the welcoming is like, the welcoming in my mind is like, um, there's all the sages and all the Vaishnavas and all the gurus and all the the gopas and everything and it's like a jubilation like he's here like welcome yeah. krishna's here big welcome and there's bugles and horns and trumpets and music and, and, it and people dancing and everyone's welcoming krishna right? and so krishna sits down and he he holds his flute either to his side or he plays and he just kind of he doesn't pay attention and radharani sits and watches you right right so 
this is Krishna's puja. You've already worshipped your Guru Maharaj and you worship Gornitai because you can't go straight to worshipping Krishna. You worship Guru first, you take permission, he gives you permission. Then you wash Krishna's feet. Yeah, you wash his feet, right? Then you, then you wash his hands. Hands. Then you give him achman, which is like a, which is like a scented water. Scented water, but like cloves. It's, it makes your mouth fresh. So you offer, so you know, so so he now he's, he's getting comfortable, right? So his mouth is fresh. Then you offer him maduparka, which is like honey with yogurt. It's also part of making his mouth feel pleasant. And nice. <clears throat> then if it's if you're if you're doing the full sixteen upachars, uh, you would offer him scented oil, mm-hmm. right? Scented oil massages body. Then he's bathed. Then you see. So when you bathe him, you don't just pour water on him you see that the the rivers the rivers coming. all the Ganga the in rivers my meditation, the Matajis, they my come. meditation I see I see uh, that Mother Yasoda uh, that I help Mother Yasoda bathe Krishna oh, nice. in the morning right yeah. and the Matajis that are there helping Mother Yasoda bathe Krishna are the rivers personified mm. yeah. and they each bring a big pot of water and they're pouring the water on Krishna. <laughs> different kinds of water, different right? things in the water. So there's all, you know, like you can do fancy puja. It's all different kinds of things you can put in the water. But basic is milk and water. Mm-hmm. Milk, you offer, um, it actually, it's uh, so pleasing to Krishna that, it, that it's what he, you bathe shalagram with milk, it forget, you get forgiven for whatever offenses. You, he's like, ah, it's, it's, it's good enough. It's all forgiven, <laughs> right? That, that milk so then after so the pleasing. bathing, you, you dry him. him. And you dress and you him. offer his, you know, it's, it, it's a logical progression. Then you, you, you offer him his clothes, the lower cloth first, then the tea lock, the upper so cloth. Shalagram's best because you, you don't have to put clothes on. Yeah. You do it but you know, I have to tell you, I've, I, I, I take, I, I've been dressing Radha Krishna at the temple the once, it's once, yeah. once a day and yeah. all, once, once a week. A week what? Yeah. And it is just sublime. I fully understand why Gopal Bhatta was hankering for a deity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me because too. My wife loves it. I've never I want big Jagannath. Right? Yeah. So then so after you dress him, you, you, put on his, his, you put on his, you put on his Brahmin thread. You put on his earrings and his his top, you know, his mm-hmm. turban, and you decorate the turban and and the belt and his his ankle bells and all this. And you make him, you you dress him how he wants to be dressed. He wants to be impressive. He wants to be flashy. That's how Krishna. He dresses a like a dancer. That's how Krishna dresses. Then after you've dressed him, you put a nice garland on him. You give him his flute, and then you put chandan on his with flowers. chandan on his forehead and. Then you offer incense, uh, flowers, lots of flowers, because that's actually his favorite thing. Krishna likes flowers, Vishnu likes jewelry, Shiva likes bath. So really important in Archana is to know what they like. They like. So flowers is the biggest thing for Krishna. That's flowers his favorite. They're, they're, they're natural jewels. They're the love of plants. They're the beauty of a jewel, but they have the added benefit of fragrance and and you enjoy them when you're up close yeah so it's a it's a, it's a madura ras thing that, that's krishna's cheekiness and and then after the lamp then you give him a big feast you feed him yeah. and then he's done you he give him some tumblum wash his hands and then you give him some praise and prayers what's the tumblum tumblum is, is pan oh, okay yeah <clears throat> so then then you sit and do kirtan or you you, right? you or no, that's it you gotta go you do your guy trade you run off now, in the process yeah. of that the thing that's amazing and for the individual, for myself personally, like I would consider myself very much a kind of having a refined taste and being somewhat of a bogey. 
Meaning like an enjoyer. Enjoy, I have yeah. a joying mentality. I enjoy life. Life, like, you know, how do they say? Simple pleasures. Uh, the joie de vivre. That's it. So, so when you do puja, when that becomes your daily routine, you and you want to do it really nicely. You offer, you offer really nice incense. You offer beautiful flowers. You offer, you offer these things. They're all pleasing to the senses. So you get to you offering them yeah. to Krishna, but they're also pleasing to you. It's a beautiful house. experience, mm, house, yeah. right? It, it's a beautiful. Ex- it's a, it's a, it's a it's a wonderful, yeah. sensual experience yeah, to sure. offer these it, things to Krishna, yeah. and it satisfies a lot of your own enjoying mentality in a purified way. So and naturally so, you and, and so that's taste. why when you don't do this, a lot of your tendency to enjoy will still happen but disconnected from Krishna. Krishna when you start engaging properly because that's also like if you look at if you look at Vaishnava communities they place a lot of emphasis on their festivals yes it gives everyone a chance to party mm-hmm. we all get to go and party with Krishna like Rathiyatra is a massive shindig mm. thousands of people come in there just dancing and jubilating and it's a massive party right without deity worship Where's the party? It's just kind of like t- what we call um, ch- it's just chatting, chatting with people, chatting, meditating. Yeah, that's the process. Back in Satya Yuga, before DD worship was started, meditating. Because it's called Yuga, we have such an enjoying mentality. There has to be facility for go, that. Let's go back. Go back to the point I was making. The Rathiyatra we have, especially in New Govardhan Rathiyatra, mm-hmm. it's hard to get up that hill without like people just having conversations with you the whole way up and mm. so you're saying if there's no <clears throat> deity worship so if you're not focusing on worshiping the deity like through some you know actual breaking coconut offerings and something or, or the kirtan mm. if you're not if you're not doing that deity service you're just doing talking service yeah it's yeah, yeah. Like well the problem chat, also is service, like you know? one big problem there is right you're bumping into all these people the, it's weird the, it's a weird the ability to engage everybody in the seva has been minimized a bit and for example, they could have five, six, ten Brahmins on the cart chanting mantras for the deity yeah. during the Rath. Yeah, with some but they don't. There could be people and... who are given conch shells to blow as the cart goes. More sweepers. There mm. could be more services mm. dispensed for the devotees mm. so that they're engaged. Mm. Because you're right. Mm. There is what at, at our Rath Yatra this year, there was the immediate people polling, mm. and they were engaged to some extent. Because they're close to the kirtan, yeah, and the kirtan, and they're pulling, and yeah. then there was a trail of people, more or less, just observing, yeah, just participating in a very distant way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you watch the Jagannath Puri festival, mm. how many people are used to carry Jagannath down the cart and up the cart? Mm. It's like 20, 30 people and crowds thronged yeah, around. Massive. There's a tension on the deal. There's like managers with like. Yeah, there's a whole thing. All, like, all these Brahmins, they all have things like, they're yeah. responsible for. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's not anybody's fault. It says we as a community well, like are a ca- not ca- organized casual, yeah, in casual, such a way to mood. engage everybody yeah. very nicely. Either we don't know their qualifications, yeah. so we go, oh, we don't know if they can do, or if they're initiated, or this, or that. Or those people aren't coming forward, I would like some service. Yeah. So if you would like some service, you should go forward and say, I would like some service. Yeah. But and, also, part of that is maybe that um, um, people haven't yet 
like cultivated, you know, like we're having this whole conversation about deity worship and you've yourself expressed that, well, I haven't really learned deity worship. It's not really my thing, right? Mm. So if, you, if it's not really your thing at home, it's also going to be not really your thing at the temple. Mm. Am, I, am I wrong? Does that, is that a safe assumption? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, w- I want to put in here also, like I don't, in, in see, I experience what it's like to be trained up as a devotee, even though I was already, I was raised as a devotee, but then I also experience what it's like for a new person to enter the temple and be trained yeah. up through mm-hmm. the ashram system, yeah? So mm-hmm. it's the, for everyday person. And there is not a strong emphasis on, on learning deity worship. So in like the in why? the traditional, not, in the, and, and why? You know, people, well, I, I can't say why, but I can point to different things of that is used to, to get there. So, you know, they will say that Sankatan is more important. Going out and actually meeting people is more important. Book distributors are, you know, there's this whole, like when you're a good book distributor, you, you, you worship, you, you think you're, you think you it's hard to like, it's hard to stay humble because you feel like you're doing the most important service mm. based on how it's been um, presented. When yeah, you so. get initiated, you look at the traditional, what's it called? Pancha Samskar. Pancha Samskar is, is the actual... Diksha, mm. right? So you're given nam, tapa. You're given tapa. So in our in our tradition, it's cold pressed chanka chakra, without heated, yeah. just chandan. Or some have considered the vows to be tapa. Tapa. Okay. So you take the vow, right? Then you're given harinam. So you get nama tapa. Uh, tilak dharana. So yeah. the first time you wear tilak should be diksha time. Your guru is actually meant to put the tilak on you, mm. and that's yeah, a right. tradition is sort of missing mm. um, in our society. Mm. But well, if you like, Shri Prabhupada simplified it in many ways. Yeah, and if you understand the need, there was a necessity of what was happening at the time. Right, there was a need for people to go out, for people to do this, for people to do that, and and yes. a, and a simplified. Yeah, there was a simplified was... right, and yeah. so I feel like. Our, our movement in some ways um, uh, hasn't, I don't want to say, well, it hasn't evolved past and, 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 and realized that it's not necessarily in that In some place places. it has. Like in Mayapur Vrindavan, you could definitely say it's evolved past. Uh, I, that's very, perhaps the wrong word. I'm not trying but, to criticize. But in the but, West... Mm. The like, Western example, communities, were, it hasn't so much. Well, like you know, like people who who um, grew up at a time of war, yes. and their parents were rationing out food, yes. and and then when the yes. war ends, oftentimes yeah, they have a culture of this wartime, and they and they and they have habits from the wartime yeah. that their children don't necessarily understand because their children never were in war, yeah. but they maintain right? them. But they maintain those modes of thinking and the rationing, and they still so it's so it's like. That's that was the wartime uh, necessity of the time. So going back to the pancha samskar, the pancha samskar, right? The last one. The last one was the deity worship. Yeah, you were taught. You were taught how to worship, worship a deity. deity. That's a big so part given, of diksha. You're given, you're given the name, which you're ba- asking Radharani, engage me in Krishna service. So then they and give then you you're a name. The service. Your name, you know, Druvadas. That. That Druva Ananda Das. Yeah. So you're actually you're it's a Vishnu Das name, yeah. right? Yeah, the, so your deity is Vishnu. The bliss of Dhruva. Yeah. So that then they would give you a service to a deity connected to your name. So now you have a thing your name connects you to, mm-hmm. right? And the mantra that you get given in Diksha 
that also is connected to the deity, connected to your name. Your identity has now changed. You have become the servant of the deity. So the deity guys, is the you guys supreme have lord. Challenge me this evening. You guys have challenged <laughs> me in my sankirtan breed, no, you know. No, so Krishna I have a says. I have a cha- let me challenge. Let me challenge. Go. I have a challenge for for all all devotees who have been who who are who who have been doing their sadhana, their practice for many years, but who have never tasted what it's like to get out on the street and and meet someone and try and distribute one of Sri Prabhupada's books. Okay, so I think what the lesson of this evening is that in order to get the full experience, we should partake in all the different processes of worshiping yeah. Krishna. Mm. So, any people out there listening to this who who have a nice deity worship down, got their routine down, but haven't haven't put themselves out on a limb and like taken that risk and got out there and faced the world, I challenge you to get out there because there's something to get from that as well. Something very good to get from. We them. used to give out books. I hey? we used yeah. to do books in New York. It's awesome. Yeah. As well. yeah. So if you've done it, you've, you yeah. know it's. You my know, dad's a book. My dad. Mm. My dad's not a deity worship. Mm. Worshipper. So in fact, when he got given well, his shalagram, one of the most famous book distributors in the world. Got, so he, when when he got he, given, is he, is he like is he like little similar to me, where we kind of like not don't really see it as an, a necessity, or are he really attached to his 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 um, deity worship. <laughs> my dad so, is a. My dad feels how did he put it like clumsy yeah he he mm. he's he is actually very much i i don't want to give out any personal things but he has a specific specific attitude about that coming that coming from a higher order than his own impetus so he right. he's more like mm. he but but at the same time he does have his altar and he does offer incense and he yeah. does have his his mine's, version mine's like that incense his sometimes version sometimes and he has a very very <laughs> he's always talking to krishna like yeah. if you watch him on the street right yeah. he talks to people and then he'll be standing there and he'll be talking to himself and you're like dad who are you talking to he's like ah oh, don't worry about it yeah and and or when he's when he's in a when he's in a bit of a mm. when he's in a bit of a pickle mm-hmm. he'll be sitting there oh, yeah he talks to Krishna within himself, and and you know sometimes he'll tell tell me he's like ah oh, you know yeah of course I of course he's Krishna's Krishna's character he'll have all these stories about like what Krishna responded to him him saying something or complaining something and mm. then Krishna's response to him and he's just like mm. like he has a personal interaction with Krishna but it's mm. not necessarily like the pantrotric or tantric deity worship system. Although I would argue that he would benefit from it, yeah, I would argue that I would say, Dad, yeah, yeah. you know, that's like definitely the that's message. fine, that's fine that you're that's your thing. But I I, I encourage you mm. to 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 look at perfecting your seva. And part of it for mm. my father is that he is like he feels happiest on the battlefield, right? Yeah, and that's, so he feels like, relate. oh, I can't relate to worshiping Radha yeah. and Krishna. I don't I don't yeah. feel like I fit in there. <laughs> I can totally relate. Right? There's a freaking but so, he worships there's a war Krishna going on, on the battlefield. There's a war so, going so, on. So, so, so I told my dad, I said, Dad, someday I'm going to make you a chariot. I'll make a chariot asana with four, with four horses and Arjuna's going to sit there <laughs> and then awesome. and the Krishna will be on a chariot and you can worship Parthasarathy. Yeah. And, and, and then we'll see if you yeah, like yeah, deity cool. worship. 
It's funny. I can relate. To, I can relate a lot to the generation of, above us because I had that that temple training. Yeah, mm. and you know, they say like year a few years out on Sangatan where you know. And then it's also a really yeah. important way, especially as a family man, that you engage your children. Yeah. Because you engage your children. Yeah, my, my daughter's the one who, yeah. who says, so you okay, let's your do puja children, now. You engage your children in puja and you engage your mm. children in... And, 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 get the gewiks. And uh, it becomes like that is how you give the culture of Christianity mm. to your family. Yeah. Okay. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to get back to reach out to our audience. Okay. So like I was thinking, what... What do we is is there a form of some because I know a lot of a lot of our friends a lot of devotees they're not doing all the things that mm-hmm. are re- recommended for a daily routine mm. you know we, we, we do we, but they do things that they um, maybe some people are doing nothing at all but mm-hmm. they're in the community and and they they enjoy the community aspect and taking their children mm-hmm. to the temple mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. to the gurukul but maybe not chanting maybe mm-hmm. not doing deity worship but a lot of stuff in the mind maybe mm-hmm. they're offering prasadam just in the kitchen to the pitcher or to the mm-hmm. you know, so so. What what are what do you think is the most important? Is there a most important yes. sadhana yes. for people to to take up? Even if it's like the one thing that you're going to do each day. What so would if you there recommend? would be one unmissable yeah. thing that you should do every single day, it would be to start by sitting for twenty minutes, chanting nam. Okay. With your mm-hmm. eyes closed. Yep. In a nice either in a chair or on the floor, yeah. sitting nicely. So not eyes driving. closed. Not, not driving, car, not <laughs> chanting that is done without attention yeah, without should not necessarily be included on your no, uh, your mm. round count. Yeah, that is that would be the a, higher standard. Yeah, that would, but at least, at least if you're a person who chants sixteen rounds a day and you have to do it most of it during activity, yeah, that's happens. unfortunate. Yeah, but at least you should find mm. twenty minutes. Yeah. I'm sure most people find more than 20 minutes to scroll. Oh yeah. So love a bit of scroll. And I, I would warn people about scrolling. Yeah. It actually is not very good for you. It is a. It's actually there's studies starting to come Ooh. out about um, the effects of our smartphones, the effects of yeah, totally. being engaged it's on these dopamine. media platforms. It's chemical. not. It's, it's chemical very release. very it's chemical. It's it's not it's, equated to cocaine. It is a perfect hypnotizing mechanism oh, yeah. that the Whoever is pushing this stuff on us mm. is calculating. It could be calculated. It could be happenstance, but more than likely, nothing happens by chance. So, 20 minutes. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says mm. to begin, find a quiet space, chant for 20 minutes. Gradually, when you start to actually experience some relishment of that time, you can increase. Mm. And you would want to be Getting that to a one-hour mark. One hour is a uh, actually a mahurta, which is two and a half hours, is a full break in the time cycle for for the mind. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to meditate for a full mahurta, you've stopped the mind's mm-hmm. uh, cycle, which is uh, I don't know how to describe this properly right now. Um, I'm kind of coming to a blank, but basically what it, what it, what I'm referring to is we have. A pattern starting from birth till now of the mind's continuous running in a rat in a, in a reel mm. in a wheel, yeah, mm. and that that spinning keeps us outwardly focused, and that cycle continues and, and builds. It builds, right? 
And if we can find the way to at least for one muhur to stop it, that actually mm. can permanently alter your mind so in a positive way. You feel so different after a good japa, good session of yeah. japa. Especially if you've been able to enter into a pratyahara or a, or a dhyana state, where dhyana state means your mind doesn't fall away from the mantra anymore. It's just there. The mantra is there, and you're just watching it, and yes. you're reciting it, and you're not, it, you're not running anymore. Yeah. It's just repeating, and, and you're aware of each word, and you're yes. aware of each thing, and and you're you're beginning to actually understand the the mood and bhav of the names. Yeah. So yeah. I think the point has to be made very clearly that we don't chant Jaffa because. We're told to, mm. or because Prabhupada mm. said we have mm. to do sixteen rounds. You know, like it's not because it's a rule. Well, there's the rule is there and the advice is there, but that's because it that's because it has value. Mm. But the reason we chant and the reason we encourage others to chant is because there's something very valuable to gain right. from it. And when you do that, you will you will know. Oh, this is why. This is why I should chant. When you actually give that to yourself you know it's mm. kind of like if you're not doing it you're you're, you're restricting yourself from something yeah. of value it's not that mm. it's not that you should do it because you've been told it's like if you don't do it you're, 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 you're you maintain your limitations yeah basically the process of yoga the practice process of bhakti and the process of jnana and and kriya and tantras and stuff is to overcome the limitations that prevent us mm. from interacting with Krishna, and let's and uh, actually living a full, full, happy life. Because yeah. the more limited we are, the more like animals we are, the more yes. pushed by our impulses we are, yeah. the less choice we have in what we do, yes. the more yes. suffering we incur. Yeah. When we get to a place where we actually are able to choose with knowledge what we do. We're free. The only means of doing that and getting to that is to burn away the maras, the pashas, the kalas, and the avidya. Burn them away through the mantra. Then you're free. Then you're back into your original state. You know, people actually pay thousands of dollars to experience this. And they'll go away for a weekend retreat and they'll hear a Tony Robbins or a Landmark mm -hmm. Forum. Mm -hmm. And they have, they've taken all these... Uh, extracted all these philosophies from different thinkers and different books and philosophy mm -hmm. like philosophers and, mm -hmm. and, and Buddhism all mm -hmm. different places and you know like to get people to hear their stories that they're making up these illusions these like these blockages all the things that are stopping you from being who you could be or all these all these blockers or this mental activity, they, they will spend the whole weekend like breaking it all down, you know, like this is, it's just a story, you're just, it's just a narrative yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. playing, you know, so they'll pay like a thousand dollars to go and they'll, and you know, but, but doing, doing Japa does that also, you just do, do Japa and you, you get that same experience, like these people, like I did Landmark Forum, I don't, is, I don't mm. want to go into the whole thing now of what, of what it's like, but you, the end of it, you feel like you've come to the platform of Brahman. You see mm. everyone equal, mm -hmm. and you see you, you, you've like come to this point where you've, you catch your mind. Like you, 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 your mind no longer has power, and you just kind of go quiet. 
Mm. Um, so this I've, takes, but mo- what happens is you see people, they get there, they get a glimpse of it through these weekend retreats, mm. but then they kind of like very quickly, you know, we're talking about some scars and these, what was it? The, 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 yeah. the water going to, you know, this very quickly they like go, go back. Yeah? yeah. But this process of doing Japa, so this is just a, a cleansing part of it. The cleansing part of it is doing the Japa. It, it, it it's not just, not just that. There's way more. Yeah, that's, that's, that's initial. This is the, exactly, Initially. This is, this is my point. This is actually just the beginning. And I, I've been chanting for years and years and years. And mostly it's just been like that. Oh, like I feel cl- clear and refreshed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the modes and I feel like people and all these, like these, all these, these whingy stories I'm making up, they, they don't empower me anymore. Right. But I can also say that, yeah, it's like rarely I even get past that. And I know, like, I know that there is something, but that's where it starts. You mm-hmm. just, that's just the cleansing. That's just the beginning. And there's yeah. so much more. Mm. And I've had a glimpse, but I also won't speak any further about what's there. But, uh, and I, it, it was, you know, but, but yeah, that, I'm focusing more on, on that clean. You know, we, we all, yeah. every person is suffering. doesn't matter if you're, if you're, you know, initiated or not, or if you're, um, you know, like you're very serious about doing all the different sadhanas and, or, or not, but you, we're all suffering due to the, the, the mind. And, and, and did Japa can do that for you. If you just, you're saying 20 minutes, like of a good, good amount of Japa, that Focus. can, that can, that can make a big impact. If you're doing that every mm. day, then, then you'll yeah. see after mm. one month, the quality of mm. your Japa yeah. and don't increase quickly. Don't try. Mm. Oh, ah, that's easy. After a week, wait, try to become more deep. Don't try to increase your time mm. or increase your rounds. Try mm. to increase your depth. Mm. How deep can you go? How focused can you get? How, how deep can you go? And when you start doing that, then you'll actually start to, to relish actual internal pleasure. Mm. There is something coming out of that that actually feels very, very blissful. Not blissful like, oh, I had a nice day. It's a unique bliss. Mm. It's a unique feeling. Mm. It's not like a physical pleasure. It's not like a sense enjoyment. It is a very, very special flavor that starts to come out. Mm. So that's the bhav. That's bhav coming. And so bhav means divine emotion. And these divine emotions, they're very, very tasty. They're very, very sweet. It's like we love being in love. When we're in love with somebody, fresh new love with somebody, that feeling is so happy. It's so good. And it's not sensual. The actual feeling that you get when you fall in love with somebody, the love part is not sensuous. No. It's not based on the physical intimacy. It's not no. based on, it's based on what you're feeling inside. There's something special and that's, that's love. Here, everyone will say that there's no such thing in love, as love in the material world. Devotees will say this, but I, I will question that. I would argue that if you have not fallen in love properly, I do not know whether you will understand how to fall in love with Krishna. And I've heard many other quite advanced devotees say things like that. In fact, I think that a devotee should, a mother should know, a mother can know how to love Krishna because she's loved her child. A father can know how to love Krishna because he's loved his children. A good husband can know how to love Krishna because he's loved his wife. And a very good wife can know how to love Krishna because she's loved her husband mm. and persons with good friends can understand how to love Krishna because they've loved their friends and they understand the sacrifices of love they understand the compromises of love and they understand the hardships of love because love with Krishna is, is 
is love on the par infinity, you know? And, and so it has nuances and you have to be brave to love Krishna. Loving Krishna is intense. And so if you start chanting every day, same time, same place, this is another thing. Same time, same place. Very important. Mm -hmm. Because that space becomes surcharged. And if you do that for a while, that space, every time you sit, the experiences that you've had while chanting will be they'll come up. They will they will start to you will start to instantly be there. Okay. Now, one other thing that I think is completely indispensable. It's not necessarily what you would call sadhana, but it's deeply impactful deeply motivating and deeply purifying is to find genuine sadhus and try to hear from them. Now, mm. you have to be able to get to a point with a sadhu that they will want to reveal their innermost feeling and understanding. How do people do that today? Seva. Well, you have to find a yeah. way to endear you're yourself gonna, to gonna, a sadhu. Gonna, it's not just yeah. that you find like a Prabhupada disciple and you have a nice chat. No, yeah. you have to actually get to know the yeah. essence of that Prabhupada disciple. What is his essence? What is his bhav? What is his mood? What is he? Because so, inside there, there's, there's, especially with yeah. some of the very, very, um, very, very humble and sweet Prabhupada disciples that are very, very advanced. There is very, very pure compassion. And that compassion is something that you will need on this path. If you don't have compassion and empathy, you will not understand bhakti. So you have to find somebody who has that. And you have to try to, do, try to endear yourself to a Vaishnava. Because when they give their blessing, then everything comes without fail. No amount of sadhana will actually ever amount to anything unless the Vaishnavas become endeared. We're getting into uh, the topic of mercy and begging for the mercy of a Vaishnava, which is not something <coughs> it's not something I find myself doing very often, but I've I was met with it just yesterday. Like I've gotta I've gotta I've gotta get to that where I'm actually like begging for mercy for someone to give like that. Uh, but yeah that's that's another topic mm. I suppose. But yeah. We're at an hour and a half, guys. Yeah, I think that's that a good, good. That was good, good. spot. Um, mm. That was really, really nice, guys. Thank you, Nimoy. Thank mm. you, Druva. Yeah, it was nice to hear uh, the meditations. Your meditations on uh, how you worship Krishna, how you invite him, and you know what he's wearing, and the, the whole scene, you know, the horns, and you know, some little different. I was seeing different images from, mm. the, from the two me meditations, and that was very nice. Thank you very much for that. Um, Thank you, everybody, for if you managed to listen to all of that to this point. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we'll see you next time. Jai Nitai. Jai Shri Gurudev. <laughs>